Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Art Tenders. This is Danny Lavelle. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Mac Welch. That is me. And today we'll be discussing a sort of supernatural adventure game. We haven't delved into games at all. This is our first one. And today it is going to be a game titled Oxenfree, developed and published by Night School Studio. Um, essentially, it is an adventure game where you control the character of Alex. And you go to this uh, secluded island with your four other friends to cap off your junior year heading to senior year of high school. Um, but everything goes quickly downhill. Uh, and how you sort of play this game is your dialogue choices sort of affect the narrative. And we're definitely going to delve into that um, and delve into the sort of storytelling elements of that. But... Today, I want to do something a little bit different, and I am actually going to lead with my sizzle serve. Yeah, I get it. So you were, you were saying that th- your sizzle serve is, uh, what, what was the exact quote, as, as hot as the Sahara? I Yes, I, I quoted my sizzle serve to be as hot as the Sahara, because what I'm going to say for my sizzle serve right now is, although Oxenfree is not the most important important thing we have uh, consumed i think it is the best thing that we have consumed wow now you are quite partial to video games in general yes but and so for me i think a big reason why um i enjoy video games artistically more so at least now um compared to back then is because how you receive the story narratively is so different uh, for the most part compared to other people right and I think this game is an incredible example um so you to explain you get sort of different endings in this game right and different things can happen to the characters in this game depending on how you approach this game um there are plenty of games that are sort of a rigid storytelling. However, you could still discover things for yourself uh, in different ways compared to other people. Um, and there are plenty of adventure games. Adventure games are usually the best thing for that. Um, you know, as as things to discover. Um, so, but the reason why I think this is the best one is the sort of. I mean, the pacing helps. The pacing definitely helps. But the constant surprise that this story has. And if you, like, don't have any sort of um, preconceived notion or preconceived uh, disposition or even if you don't know anything about the story, that's the best way to play this game. Um, Which we didn't. I Yes, we both didn't. I only knew that, hey, this game looks pretty good. Uh, It's acclaimed fairly well. Um, I knew that there was going to be some sort of supernatural element, but to what sort of capacity, I had no idea. Um, and I think actually one of the best things about this game is the voice acting. That Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, what, what about, because this is also something that you want to potentially go into at some point in your life. Like, that was part of your reason for going to acting school was voice acting. So uh, what was your assessment as a voice actor of these voice acting performances? It seemed like they were all in the room together, how they were constantly playing off of one another, um, Mm -hmm. and how 
each character or I mean really each actor was feeding into the other lines and they were actually listening to what the other person had to say there's so many times in animation or games right because um because voice recording sessions are all done with like separate scheduling right like so like let's say I'm in a recording session, right? But it's just going to be me and the director. And if everybody else has their lines recorded already, they'll feed, they'll feed me those lines. And that's going to exceptionally help. But let's say you're the first person to do a recording session. You have really nothing to go off of. Um, so you're just kind of shooting a thin air and you really only have the director and whoever else is there to sort of inform you on what to do. I don't know the process behind um the the recording for this game um but it felt like they were constantly in the room together and constantly feeding off of each other and the acting uh shows because of it what what did you think of that yeah um there's uh this really annoying thing that happens whenever two actors have a set of dialogue and one of their lines has an ellipses or has a dash after their last word and they have to wait for the other person to cut them off because that's how the dialogue is written. But if the other actor doesn't totally cut them off in time, you know, like there's, um, there's this weird pause of like, do I just keep making up words and until you cut me off or what's going to happen? Or maybe I'll start saying the last words a little slower so that you can cut me off. Like yeah. it's very, it's always super awkward, um, especially pacing wise. But this, I'm not sure if, like I said, I'm not sure if it was there in the same room, if it was editing. It sounds like some of it was editing, but because um, you have to decide what your character is going to say in the middle of conversation, they do a really, really, really good job of, um, no matter when you pick what you're going to say, what your, your character's going to say, it feels very natural. Yeah. And it feels like a, like a really, really fluid conversation. And that was impressive. Yes, and there are some times that when you pick a dialogue option, right, um, and, and you always play the game as Alex, so let's just say that. So when Alex has like a dialogue option you pick that option occasionally she will cut the other person off or she will wait until they're finished speaking and then say her piece yeah you know it, cool. it just depends but it but it makes sense for each dialogue option um it's it's how this game is constructed at, at, in in this sort of dialogue point of view it's brilliantly done um and we haven't i mean we, and we're just talking about the acting right now we haven't even tackled um the actual storytelling and what you do um, throughout this game. Uh, well, what were what were your aside from the acting? What were your um, what was your big first impression of this game? Doing a full playthrough because um, you don't play games yeah. that often. So, what did you think? So, I I have always viewed um, video games and game apps as very different things right so like uh i've i've never really seen a uh, an app get into a layout like quite like this um where like like with with the basically joysticks that that you're using on on, on the screen and also yeah. um the way the map is laid out on on the screen, it's not really close up. Like you're you're very far away, but you can see the whole um, 
the whole uh, setting like area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of something to adjust to because at first I was expecting to be able to see them. And then I was like, wait, I need to take a step back and like mm-hmm. stop trying to like look so hard and just listen. Cause like their acting is done through their listening, through, through the listening. Yeah. And I just need to play the game. Like it's less like it's something like an action game and more like it is a journey game where yeah. it's a lot more about the going places than it is about the the doing at the places. One hundred percent. I I will also say that this, if you're gonna play this game, I would not actually recommend playing it on a phone because the screen is so small. I didn't think totally that was agree. gonna be an issue prior. Totally agree. Um, but at one point when I first started the game, I considered just getting it for like my computer. Yeah. Um, just so I could get a bigger screen and yeah. see more of those smaller character expressions that are happening. I would have to agree, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was about to say a similar thing. And then my other big thing mm-hmm. that was that was a weird thing to adjust to is that I just haven't actually spent money on apps in a, like, maybe even ever, but in a really long time. So it was weird to, like, bu- like put money into a game app and then also, like, mid-game have to, like, actually, like, like pay for the game, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like that that was that was a weird experience because I was like, oh shit! Like I I couldn't help but be mad, and then I was like, wait a second, this is more of a video game than an app, and I need to remember that, and I'm willing to spend money on video games, so I need to like let this go because this is a normal thing, you know? Yeah. What was what was your like the second that you that you finished the game, like once the story was over, what was the very first thing? Mm-hmm that you did in that moment was the first thing you said. So for, for those listening, how the game ends, and we're skipping over so much because we're going right to the ending uh, in this discussion, um, but these characters are stuck in a time loop yeah. on this island because of ghosts from a sunken uh, Navy ship. And so they're keeping the five, uh, the five main characters in a time loop. Uh, and so even if they get off the island and continue their life, all of a sudden, Alex is giving you uh, a, a sort of rundown of what happens afterwards. And then you hear some, like, glitching happen. Uh, sh- sh- they, they, sh- she's like, okay, but, you know, now I'm going to this island with uh, my best friend, Ren, and uh, I have to bring, you know, this weird guy, Jonas, and you're like, wait a second, wait a second, this is the beginning of the game. Wait a second. Um, so my first impression of that ending was, uh, it, it was it was complicated, it was multi-layered. It was this sense of, like, grief and, and betrayal, but not in, like, oh, how dare the writers and the directors of this game do this. But it's just like, oh, no, like, what I did, like, it kind of felt like it was for nothing. Um... But it was really well done because the game leads you to that expectation. There are multiple sort of, like, time loops that happen throughout the game. So, like, this one isn't patently absurd. So, but, but it was that sense of grief, sense of confusion, sense of betrayal. Yeah. But but there was a sense of when you're actually leaving the island on your first playthrough, uh, th- this sort of weight that's taken off your shoulders, like, oh, thank God, like... I don't know why, but I had this giant worry throughout the game that I wasn't going to get off the island with with everyone. Yeah. Like, I really thought I was going to really have to choose somebody to leave behind, yeah. and I somehow magically did not. Um, I'll say the, the ending that I got 
was the one when uh, Alex and Jonas end up being like best friends. Yeah. Uh, Rand and Nona started dating. Um, and uh, what? Alex and yeah, and Alex and Clarissa uh sort of like warm up. You know, they're they're not like best friends, but they like make up after everything. Um, yeah. so what was the ending that you got? Yeah. So I, I Alex and Clarissa were cool by the end. Um, uh, everything, everything with, with Jonas was cool. Ren and Nona, she specifically thought he was disgusting. Whoa. I guess he came on a little too strong in my playthrough. Um, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, but no, it, it, what what you're talking about, it, it kind of reminds me of, um, so I, you know, I love the TV show Lost. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything about it or anything? Uh, I I know vaguely what it's about and it gets crazy. Um, but I know it next does. to little about it. Cool. The initial writers of the show, w- one of them was J.J. Abrams, and he talks about in an interview that there's um he was like I mean the reason that uh NBC was willing to buy into this show is because of the island theory and it's that no matter what you do um with the plot everything is more interesting and heightened. Um, by loneliness. Mm-hmm. So, like, if 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 there is a feeling of no one's going to know what happened, that like drives the intensity up to a thousand. So he's like, we could do anything we fucking want with the plot of Lost. It doesn't really matter what we do. The main thing is that they're on an island, and no matter what happens, no one's gonna know if they don't get off. And and yeah, so sorry that 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 kind of reminded me of 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 that briefly no but but Um, but that's a gigantic theme in this game uh like isolation and loneliness yeah Um, yeah and then also like the people that you're stuck with are you going to put aside your differences to to not be lonely or are you because like loneliness is 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 the worst thing that you can think of but what if you have to be lonely with all these people that (laughs) that you that you don't really like all that much that you're not really that close to yeah yes and also i loved like absolutely adored the twist at the end where it was like it kind of hinted towards the fact that like all these different time loops are everyone in the world playing the game at the same time that was kind of like where it showed the stats of like well like 60% of people like chose this like whenever they were done with the game Mm -hmm. and 60% of people like did this thing and like this happened to them and it was like wait they're the other time loops that was a cool thing to me yeah yeah I mean it's so cleverly done and the game does an incredible job of just giving you little pieces of food, little pieces of information here and there, just, just trinkling it down. Right. So nothing feels unwarranted, but what's interesting is how different these endings can be. And so I did a a little bit of research afterwards because, well, after I finished this game, I, I thought about, doing a second playthrough, right? And seeing, like, what other dialogue options can change. But it felt wrong in the same way because it felt... I'm, I'm going to have trouble articulating this, but it felt like be- it felt like betraying my own experience. Yeah, yeah. It, right? It, um, I, I do, in a weird way, understand what you're talking about. And I don't really know how to say it either. Yeah, it's, it's something about... Um, it's something about... That, like, uh, whenever you play the game, it's not like, oh, that was a great game, what a fun time. It was like, that was a really great story. I really loved what I was... It's it's almost like, um, if I was given the option to go back and 
rewatch a different version of like La La Land. I'm not gonna do that. I like La La Land. Why would I watch La La Land again? Yeah, it's unless like I can imagine myself playing this game again, like much farther down the line. But immediately afterwards, I was just like, man, I'm drained. Yeah. And you, and so like you know the story, right? So the big thing playing this game for the first time is that you don't know the story. You don't know what's going to happen. So like. Every, I mean, every single piece of dialogue is a discovery, right? Is a mm-hmm. discovery for the player. Um, but when the player already knows, it feels weird. And on, on that note, um, if you're going to play this game, you can not. I'm so serious when I say this. You cannot stop halfway through. No. You have to carve out time to do the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah. It's because, it, I mean, it's yeah. hard to put down. It's not that long. No. Yeah. I probably, uh, I mean, I was just dilly-dallying here and there, but probably ended up playing for about six hours um, was mm-hmm. my was my playthrough time. Uh, I, I, I know people like can five, get it yeah. down, to, yeah, to like four or five hours. It's not it's not a long game. And it, it, and mm-hmm. it is kind of designed for multiple playthroughs. And from what I researched that, like, the ghosts have different dialogue options, like, say different things to you because they know it's the second playthrough. Right, like they know you have already gone through this time loop. Of course, the characters do not know. That's dope. Um, but there's also one ending that I really want to discuss. This I really want to discuss this. That there is a way to sort of leave the island with and save Michael. To those listening, Michael is the brother of the protagonist Alex, who died. I think a year prior to the events of the game, uh, I think who drowned, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at the island. Um, there is a way to get Michael back. But if you get Michael back, that means Alex and Jonas's relationship, which is completely founded by like one of their parents and one of their parents getting together and getting married. Like That's how their relationship starts at the beginning of this game. If Michael stays alive, which is the the wedge, Michael's life and death is the wedge between, you know, Alex's parents, that means Alex will never meet Jonas. And so the development between Alex and Jonas, like any possibility of that, is completely gone. And Alex being best friends with Jonas is completely gone. So I wanted to ask you, kind of, now just because this is new information for you, if you were to do a second playthrough... Knowing that saving Michael would terminate the relationship between Alex and Jonas, which is deeply explored in this game, would you do it? Yeah. Would you save Michael? That's so much of the game. Oh, I, I'd say if I was to do another one right now, I'd say that I would be a, quite a bit more cold to Jonas mm-hmm. and opt into Michael. As a player, right? Just to see dialogue options or like... Because you would want to, uh, uh, in the story. Does that make sense? Um, because like fr- from from a sort of like receiver of the story, I would not want to save Michael, right? Because losing Michael is what brought Alex to Jonas, right? And so it brings Alex and Jonas closer together in a sort of way. I don't know. Like I, I think it's super duper important to Alex's development as a character and as a human being to lose. Michael and so um Jonas and this island is a way of like also giving her closure and I I don't know like I, it feels like it's necessary yeah um 
as a player, yes, I may yes. want to explore something different. That's what I'm about to say. Yeah. Is that I I just I think that I would I would just want a completely different experience than last time. And so, as far away as I can get from the story that I got last time, that's probably what I would opt to do, just to see what the world was like. You know, it would be cool to to play to play it again, um, just now knowing where everything is, and uh, so I would have to wander around a lot less. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and I also want to mention there is an ending. I think uh, you would have to do at least a second playthrough, but it's an ending where uh, Alex, Jonas, and Ren never get to the island. They never they never leave to go to the island, so the time loop never starts. So that's sort of like a constant motif in this game of the ghosts asking and Alex saying leave as possible, like is possible, because they never enter the time loop in the first place. And I love that I'm watching you and your eyes bulge yeah out of your face yeah because i there were certain things that i i i kind of came to terms with the idea that the idea that that the game wasn't gonna be all that different i just figured that social aspects of the game would be a lot different like if if you were to play Mm -hmm. through it a couple times or based on your decision making i figured that the decisions had a lot more to do with relationships than it did with the outcome of the story um i was I I did not even know that my decisions had that much impact on the story. I figured I'd probably end up at the same place every time. So so when you beat the game, you thought that like the only ending was Alex and Jonas being best friends, uh, Ren and Nona not getting together, and Alex making up with Clarissa. I think mainly just because that was like the stats that I was given at the end, where it was like certain people decided to do this, certain people decided to do this, certain people decided mm-hmm. to do this. So I was like, oh well, those are the those are the the decisions you're gonna like. Those that's the outcome of your decisions, not that like you could potentially not be caught in the time loop or that Michael's brought back to life or anything like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I, I definitely didn't wasn't under the impression that a, a, another playthrough would be an entirely different story. Which now I'm a lot more inclined to go back and play it again. I probably wouldn't say an entirely different story, but um, it's. <sighs> It's it's it it'd be different because as the player you would know, right? Um, it's it's uh, oh shoot the term is escaping me. I believe I, I think it's dramatic irony, but it's the fact that you know and the characters do not. Yes, yeah. And it it it, it provides a completely different lens on like one big thing is uh, how I treated the ghosts in my playthrough, right? That like it was sort of how I felt about the ghosts at the beginning. It's like, okay, they're interesting. This is like a sort of like interesting thing we have to deal with. And then the ghost started to like mess with the characters. And like my first instinct was like, okay, I think I need to like bargain with the ghosts, right? I need to just like give them what they need uh, until it eventually does a complete 180 of like, no, I need to like destroy these ghosts. Like I need to get out of here. If I were to do a second playthrough, I would know the entire time, like just to not, try to bargain with the ghosts at all like it's it's futile you know or but but there's also i mean there's also an ending where like alex sort of reaching the ghosts is possible i think if you find enough uh scattered collectible letters um if i'm not mistaken i might be wrong there it, it does provide a different light for that second playthrough but i think what made this game so enchanting for me was me not knowing anything on the first playthrough. Yeah. So, so, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, hard emotionally to go back, but it's 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 the perfect time to use the word weird 
Um, it'd just be weird to go back, and weird is not the perfect supplemental word to use here. But it would just be weird to go back, and it wouldn't feel the same. Like I said, maybe a year or two down the line. Um, <laughs> but these characters are so well done, it feels like you're messing with people's lives, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. After a quick message from our sponsor, we are going to discuss more about Oxenfree. All right, welcome back to The Art Tenders with Mac and Dan. And I wanted to lead this uh, second segment with a question about one theme that really stuck out to me in this game. Uh, If you research or if you just look up uh, dissertations or articles or um, just people discussing the themes of this game... um, I mean, the big thing that we're gonna you're gonna look at is isolation, which we discussed in the first segment. But the big theme theme for me that really resonated on my first playthrough, um, that I'm surprised such a lack of people dis- are discussing, is closure. Um, so a big thing happens at the end of the game. Uh, I I imagine you do this in every playthrough, but there's this sort of like flashback. Uh, and there are multiple flashbacks throughout the game where you're with your brother Michael. Yeah. Um, but in this particular flashback, like you're helping Michael arrive at giant decisions in his life, whether or not he goes to in-state or out-of-state college, uh, or like whether or not he stays with Clarissa, things like that. But there was some sort of finality in the moment right there that like. It, it wasn't a big moment for Michael there. It was, I felt, the biggest moment for Alex in the game. This sense of, like, my brother is gone, and maybe I could have done something about it. But, I like, even for me playing it, like, I did what I felt was best at the time. And there's nothing essentially wrong with that. And I felt like that flashback uh, when they're in their house back home uh, and talk just talking to each other. Um, is such a gigantic moment of closure, uh, not only for the main character, um, but in a way also for the player, uh, to be like, look, like Michael is gone, we gotta deal with it, and um, and, and even though it's obviously not great, but now in a weird way, this island has brought this group of people, hopefully uh, in your playthrough, more so together. Um, to, 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 and it is a sort of capstone on their their uh, junior year into senior year. Uh, assuming that the time loop do- doesn't happen, yeah. you know, which the time loop does happen and it does kind of trivialize all of this, um, but in not a bad way. So, how did this sort of closure, this theme of closure sort of um, resonate with you mac yeah i the the closure i feel like pretty much no matter what storyline you go through it's gonna be about closure in some sort of way um whether yeah. she gets it or, or 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 doesn't get it whether she's able to move on to the next chapter of her life with with peace or not um so honestly i think you're you're right there like i i don't really think it's a it's a piece about isolation um i don't think that any piece where there is isolation is going to be about isolation necessarily um because that would be a very boring and silly story um maybe if you're like isolated it'll be about how like you're never actually alone you know what i mean but there's um yeah i i i don't think that 
there's there's really many stories I can think of other than like existentialism and like waiting for Gatto and stuff like that where it's about you being alone. Um, so yeah, I I totally agree with you. I don't think it's it's about that, and I think it is about closure. Um, I think that the yeah. thing, uh, a really good way to 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 figure out what a story is about is what is the problem, if any, that is introduced in the first five minutes and what is, what happens by the end, what is changed in, in, in the protagonist. And that's really the only thing. And based off of all these other, um, potential endings and, and whatnot that, that we're, that we're talking mm-hmm. about it pretty much every single time it's about Alex's relationship with moving on. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, yes, you're you're you're. I think you're totally right. Uh, and not just moving on. So screw those other dissertations. <laughs> um, but but not just like closure and not just like moving on from like Michael, but also with Clarissa. Um, and so you don't know this on your first playthrough, but the big reason yeah. why Clarissa is such an asshole to Alex is because Clarissa was dating Michael when Michael lost his life. And wait, you did not know this. Hold on, hold on. You cannot give me those no. eyes. What do you mean you didn't know? You didn't discover this on your playthrough? No. Wait a second. No, 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 no. What? Hold on. No. D- what do you What do you know about Clarissa on your playthrough? Um, not not that. I just know that she was an asshole. Yeah. And then she was. Uh... Did you experience the flashback with you with Alex, Michael, and Clarissa going to the island together? No. What? No, I didn't. What? Was it something you got at the end? No, this is like at one point throughout the game, you're you're walking somewhere with Jonas, um, and all of a sudden you get a flashback and like Jonas is saying something about like your jacket. Yeah. And then Alex is like, What what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden it's last year, seven AM. Yeah, that's really weird. Do you know how Early, I think this might be a big difference. You know how early on, yeah. Well, no, no. You know how early on there's, uh, uh, you come across Clarissa and, like, you talk to her for a sec and then and then she like leaves and you're like, where's where the fuck is Clarissa going? When she leaves, uh, give me the setting. You have to give me the setting on on where that happens because oh, I mean, that kind of happens. At least for me, it happened multiple like multiple times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think maybe like the second-ish time that it happened to me, we were able to talk her into coming with us. Oh. So I think so. So our getting closer together, it wasn't as much like oh we're best friends now. It was just like we're we're fine, like we're cool because, like like we we were able to like get over our differences, whatever. I never got a flashback, so because I think I was with her sometimes. Oh my god, hold on. Wait, no, no, no. So so Okay, let's let's just let's just go through this. Uh because we're we're both discovering stuff about our playthroughs. Um that I thought were we had fairly things. similar playthroughs. I thought so too. Not. Yeah, I didn't know they were this radically different um to such a grand scale. Okay, so so uh, things that happen for a fact, right? You and Jonas go into the cave and you activate that signal, right? And then you get separated from everyone, and it's just you and Jonas. And you can't get back out of the cave, yeah. Right. And you um, you get, like, out of the tower. I mean, not, sorry, yeah. not out of the tower, but you get to the tower. You're and to you're the tower, able, and then you have to get out. And then, yeah. But you're able to phone in, at one point, Ren and Clarissa, right? Yes, yeah. 
And so what I did on my playthrough is I actually went to Clarissa first. Because uh, it felt like Ren could kind of handle himself. Um, uh-huh. So went to Clarissa first. She did some crazy things because she was being possessed. What um, the fuck? And jumped out a window at one point. And Yo, like, it yeah. looked like she killed herself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did so see that. So then she dipped, disappeared. But I went to um, Ren first. Like, yeah. I went to Ren first. And he seemed okay. And so he was willing to come with us for a sec. So he was traveling right. with us for a while. And then he dipped. And then he just decided to leave. And we were like, uh, where are you going, pal? And then he just disappeared. Like, like. Wait, did you not, did you not see Nona on the way to Ren? Mm, no. Oh my god. <laughs> did you see, oh, oh, did you see Nona on the way to Ren because you just, because you already, because you went to Clarissa first? Uh, maybe. Like, I mean, we don't know because we don't, we didn't design this game. Right, right, right. But, but I yeah, saw no, Clarissa I see... first and like the the next screen outside of like Ren's screen. Uh, like where where he was located, Nona was just sitting there and was like, when when Alex and Jonas approached, she was like, "Stay back!" and and Alex and Jonas were like, "Oh, why?" and she was like, "I don't know if it's actually you this time. I've already seen you like five times already, and I don't know if this is actually you. So just stay back." That encounter happened for me later in the game. Whoa. Yeah. So that didn't happen. Then that happened later, and then that happened because we didn't see Nona for a while. Um, yeah, we didn't see Nona for a while, oh but then God. once we did that, that was the interaction we had. But so, but then you, so then Alex, Jonas, Nona and Ren are together at the tower, right? That does happen. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jonas and Ren get into this sort of argument and then, but yeah. you have to leave. You have to, I think, uh, go get something, uh, from like the town square. Yeah. Uh, who did you take with you? Because you can choose between Jonas, Ren, and Nona. Who did you end up taking with? I took Nona. And I think that was the big... That, okay. So I think that was the big reason why all of a sudden we had dramatically different playthroughs. You took Jonas, didn't you? I took Jonas. Yeah, which is why you think that like in your playthrough, so much of the story is about your relationship with Jonas. And oh why I'm God. okay with, with taking Michael. What? <laughs> that makes total complete sense whoa but i didn't but, realize but, there were this many different playthroughs i i i because i thought like it'd be like big things that would change but i didn't realize to how much of a scale things would change on different playthroughs but but i mean but that goes to show how well done this game is too that in my playthrough the most important relationship in this game to me is between Alex and Jonas. Uh, and I think a big reason is because uh, aside from the fact that you start the game uh, uh, besides Jonas, um, I took him uh, when adventuring elsewhere on the island. And so that just deeper... Uh, uh, deeper dug in to that relationship and, and to those two and how they interact with one another. So I thought that was such a big thing. But you took Nona, and were you able to get Clarissa to come with you after the fact? Like, after that? After you took Nona? It was you and Nona? Yeah, yeah. So, um... Oh, my God. Yeah, there, there was Nona, and then everything went pretty normally, it seems like. But then later on, whenever we were able to... Uh, whenever we came across... Uh, Clarissa again, because um, we, I don't, I don't think by that point I had experienced the Clarissa jumping out of the window yet. 
Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So so Clarissa was um yeah, all the Clarissa stuff happened after. Wow, okay. Yeah. But And then and then and then sp- okay, specifically the your ghost experience. Right. So how much information did you have about the um about either Maggie Adler or about the time loop situation before the ghosts started explaining it to you before the ghosts started to explain. Um, I mean, there were multiple time loops in this game leading up to, uh, I guess like the ghosts explaining. Right. And so I'll, I would have my Alex be like, Jonas, we're in a time loop. Like, just, just believe me. And then, but like, it would happen again later on in the game. And then Alex would be like, we're in a time loop again. And Jonas would be like, oh shit, really? Are we? Are we? Because it just, it feels like we're just going through the same thing over and, and over. And, and, and you were the only one feeling it, and everyone else was like, what are you talking about? And you're like, do you not feel that when that's happening, right? Yeah. But then, but then yeah. eventually, like, Jonas is on the same page. So it's like, it's nice to be in this sort of same situation with somebody where it's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't feel like a crazy person. Like crazy things are happening, but like we're in together on this, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I was able to figure out a lot because I was able to consistently find letters for the most part. Um, and, and found out that like Maggie Adler, uh, which to explain, Maggie Adler is a character that you never meet, but deeply influential uh, to the game because she's like the only character in the game that knows about the existence of these ghosts and the supernatural elements on this island. So I was able to find a bunch of letters written by Maggie Adler. One, really? I found one letter, and then I went straight to her house because I remembered where her house was. Because at the very beginning of the game. Instead of going to like and jumping, hopping the fence to go to the caves with them at the very, very beginning, yeah, I went straight up to her house because I was trying to get into the house and it wouldn't let me. And so the second I got the letter, I was like, I need to go back to the house. So I did. Gotcha. But but throughout like different areas, you could go to I think it was like channel like one one forty one forty point one. I think it was, <clears throat> and excuse me, and she. You would get like all of a sudden your your radio would feed in like um the the item under the whiskey echo Lima Lima and you're like oh okay I gotta go to the well um because they would use the uh, NATO alphabet that uh, radios would use so that's how I found multiple collectibles and and so they give a lot of uh good information about like. Maggie and like how she found out about this and her relationship to everything on the island and everything going on um but for the ending of the game I I, I want to ask this because this is a big thing because also I, I think multiple flashbacks happened for me because I had Jonah with me Jonas with me excuse yeah me, as opposed to having Nona so I want to tackle that in just a moment but um so at the end of the game I had like Clarissa being possessed by the ghosts and, like, I had to choose between, like, not saving Clarissa and, like, saving everybody else or, like, sacrificing myself to save everybody. Were you confronted with that decision or was that completely different for you, Clarissa being possessed? I was confronted with that, but it was not Clarissa. It was uh, Ren. Ren was being possessed by the ghost at the end of the game for you? Yeah, and I had to decide between me being – between me sacrificing myself – and it was Ren, yeah. Oh my! Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Super weird. Super oh. weird. Wait, so 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 does that affect your gold medal? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Be- well, because my gold medal, I, I, it's going to change every day, I think, when I think about this game. But I think my gold medal, I'm, I'm going to give it to the characters that I felt was done dirty, which is Nona and Clarissa. But hearing about your playthrough, like, it's just my playthrough that I felt like Nona and Clarissa were not explored enough. But I think that was not that was not necessarily the case because I just picked Jonas both times. Uh, not yeah. both times, but like when leaving the tower, I had Jonas, and so that deeply influenced my whole POV on this game and his character. That's a big decision, apparently. Yeah. Weird. It's I didn't because I thought I thought for a fact I was like, okay, so Mac has had experience these flashbacks too. You did get the ending flashback with you and Michael in the house, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, but so, not the yeah. previous the flashbacks, which is crazy because that's how yeah. that's how I learned about like Clarissa and Alex's like previous relationship and what they were before then. And Clarissa was used to be really, really sweet and really, really nice. And so you see this, and like this makes perfect sense, not perfect sense, but like a big factor as to why like she does not feel the same way the same way about Alex anymore. Um, right. Yes, but but it's deeply deeply influential that decision and in how you view the rest of the game and its characters and its relationship but i think it's a gigantic testament to how this game is constructed because yeah. i feel like your gold medal may very well if it's not different it's going to be for wholly different reasons yeah i my gold medal funny enough actually probably goes to ren there were a lot of times where i like actively laughed out loud two things that Ren was saying. He was a very, very, very funny and the character. acting! The acting um, is incredible! Yeah, really, though. Uh, Ren's voice actor... That That's who I'm actually giving the gold medal to, is Ren's voice <laughs> actor. Um, yeah, that was... That was a... That, 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 that's probably... There, were, there was such a great um, sense of play that that actor exhibited, and it was... It read so clear. It read so yeah. clear when playing through the game. I, I do wish, though, that I maybe would have gone through the... Through the uh, Jonas experiences because no, it was cool and it, and it was interesting to 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 do that. But there wasn't a lot of relationship progression between Alex and Nona. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't really super touched on. You just kind of learned about Nona's um, relationships with Clarissa and and Ren, but you didn't really get close to Nona. So I wish that I would have picked someone that I got closer to because I I think I would have been a little more invested. Um, long term in the game, it was still a fantastic yeah. game, but it, it, I I think that 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 was a big difference. Maker. That's fair, and and Whoa. also I think because I took Jonas with me, that left Ren and Nona in the tower, right? And Ren and Nona together, yeah. and I think that was a big big factor as to what like blossomed their relationship. And I remember like Ren asking in my playthrough, Ren asking Alex like, "Hey, you know, like, did he talk to Nona?" And I said, yeah, but, like, you shouldn't, but, like, but, like, but Ren was, like, so then I should go for it. And Jonas is, like, yeah, go for it, buddy. So I was, like, oh, okay. Um, and it's also awesome how in this game, like, you don't have to respond. You don't have to respond with a dialogue option. Like, you can choose to remain silent, which is its own dialogue option. Um, yeah. And so I didn't that. figure that out for a long time. Really? Yeah. That was, like, near the end of the game because I, I was I was so pressured because it was like starting to fade, and every single time I'd be like, ah, and I would just pick something really fast. But yeah, I didn't even realize. There was um, I well, 
I'm, I'm going to read you something in a moment, but before I get to that, um, because I'm sure you didn't, you didn't know about the secret. Cause I, I felt like I, I found out this secret just like, wait a second, let me try this. And it worked. Um, but I want to get into your sizzle serve as I, as I look this up. So go ahead. Oh, um, my, my sizzly serve is, um, that I thought there was a bit too much wandering around. Like the, 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 uh, difference between like a game like Super Mario and a game like Skyrim for me is that there's a lot more payoff in Skyrim, but there's a lot more wandering around. Whenever you get to the end of a, of a Mario level, you go directly to the next next piece of action. Right. Um, and for this, it was almost wholly dependent on the voice actors to um, to draw you in, and I think that that was a problem for me. It was mm. it bothered me that there was so much wandering around, and also. Um, very little uh, direction. And I liked being able to make my own decisions, but there were some times where I was like, I don't really know if I have the information to make this decision, so I'm just going to be picking random stuff, and that kind of bothers me. I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, and it's just like, what, sometimes like I went to the wrong area, but like just to see something, just to see if something was different when something happened in the game. But like, it takes so long to get there, and it takes so long yeah. to get back, and it's just like, damn it, like this was like all for naught. And when you're doing those sort of like random explorations, like, yeah, in a real world, like the characters would would still be talking with one another, and it's funny because we've been praising the sort of the writing in this game so far, um, and there's a, I, I, as we just really discover, really discovered now, there's a lot of dialogue that was recorded for this game, yeah, yeah. um, but when you're just wandering to technically to an area where you're not supposed to, just silence, just no dialogue at all, period, and it's like, damn. Man, like just a little bit, yeah. just a little like um just banter. Like I just wish there was just a little bit more banter because yeah. those are actually moments where it's like it feels really lonely and it feels like a video game as opposed to like I'm experiencing the story. Right. And and I think that that's actually where Skyrim does like a really good job and and, and not I'm I'm using Skyrim as just an example because that, that's just a really really good game that functions in the same way. Mm. Um, but what's awesome about that game is that it does take a really long time to get from place to place, um, from like one point of the map to across the other side. But what's awesome about it is that there's always adventures along the way. There's always people on the roads and crazy shit you can get yourself into. Um, that is just not the case here. Um, so if you're not doing a, the, the, if you're not doing anything that is, um, one of the storylines, then you're doing nothing. Um, yeah, and that's and that's kind of problematic. Now, what were you gonna say? What, were you, what was your? So I don't. I when I discovered it, I thought to myself, Mac is probably not going to discover this. Um, so remember how like when accessing those channels at the very beginning of the cave. I'm sorry, at the very beginning of the game, in front of the cave, there are like stacks of these rocks, right? Yeah. Throughout different areas of the game, there are stacks of rocks. Just tiny, tiny little rocks. So if you stand right next to them and you tune in with your radio to a certain channel, you're able to hear the all these different anomalies. 
and they're just like weird messages that I they may be incorporated into something I don't know but this is I mean but we're, we're also talking like this is just straight off of our first playthrough and straight off of our immediate impressions and immediate experiences with this game um but yeah you're able to tune into these anomalies you're able to tune into like these weird sort of um dispatches um that happen uh, at these rocks and like some of them are just it just feels weird like uh, one of them is like a woman's voice you just hear teddy also registered images on objects places and persons on magnetic tape taking into consideration the impossibility of and then static interference but the one that i wanted to read to you that was just terrifying that i yelled out audibly quoting what the fuck was um you turn into one uh outside of the uh bomb shelter door and it says the island is famously named after colonel caleb edwards for his glorious and triumphant slaughtering of countless families during one of the great ethnic cleansings of the 20th century the forceful removal of an ignorant people to make space for destined holders is a time-honored tradition in our still young country you will be a part of that heritage alex do not resist it will be over soon. What the shit? That is so weird. I freaked out. I was because all of these anomalies are just like just weird frequencies that are happening, but this is like the one that's directly being addressed to Alex and I got spooked. Whoa. And you found that while you're playing? While I was playing the game. Yeah. I wasn't, like, actively searching for these, but once I noticed one, then I I kept noticing these these little rocks. Because I was like, wait a second, this looks like the stuff outside of the cave. Let me just, just to mess with it, let me just go up to it and tune in with my radio. And it and, and it started doing stuff like that, and I'm like, I gotta see more of this. So there's, like, but, but the issue with these, the issue with these, and it's the beautiful thing in the issue. Is that it feels like for those, the discovery is only for the player, right? Like Alex doesn't remark about any of them. Like even the one that I just read, she doesn't say out loud about any of them. It's just for the player. So it, it once again, it feels more like a video game. And this game did a really good job for so much of it not feeling like a video game. So when 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 the game allows that dead air, it it hurts like it, it hurts yeah. the sort of experience of this game man that is interesting holy crap at one point though i'm gonna want to do a second playthrough and that is yeah. for sure because it now now it feels like i'm i'm only scratching the surface yeah right like pretty much this entire episode has just been us being like wait what because i had expectations or or i had made assumptions about this game right. that were just wholly false yeah so Holy crap. So, okay, so so in summation, what was what is your takeaway of this game? As I said, this was not the most important thing that we've reviewed so far. I would say the most important thing that we reviewed uh, would be I Am Not Your Negro. Um, yeah. But of all the things that we've consumed, this has by far been my favorite. A big thing because of that is just the acting, I think, is some of the best that we've seen, I'm going to say that, um, and how the story is told is fantastic because it keeps the player out of the loop for so much of it for so long, and so it feels scary in a disturbing way, um, 
But every time you make a discovery in this game, you're like, oh, man, what about this? What about this? What about this? And your mind starts racing and like and you feel incredibly invested in these characters, so invested in these characters and the stories that that they're telling and who they are. And you you want to do the best for these characters because this game does an incredible job of making the characters feel like people for the vast majority of the game. Um, and each player's experience for the most part would be completely unique to their own, um, which is just so sweet. And I love stories like that because it's more of a personal experience as opposed to one that just everybody has. Um, but with these sort of conversations, even though us two, us two players, we had these two different experiences, it brought us closer to understanding and appreciating the game of of just dis- of discovering with each other like oh so this is what the game is capable of this is what we discovered this is what we can do um and so it really taps into what storytelling could truly be um in 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 this medium um and I love it and I can't help but recommend it I don't recommend it playing on the phone cuz it deserves a bigger screen um agreed but just fantastic absolutely fantastic what do you think um i agree with you on 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 pretty much everything you just said i um i really wish that uh yeah i really wish that 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 he would play it on 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 a larger screen um i also big time wish that um it'd be cool if sometimes whenever you were interacting with uh people like every once in a while just every once in a while you would see another person online and on, on a different part of the world that's playing through the game also playing through the game like that'd be re- like if you got later in the story and you saw another alex and jonas walk past you that said that has like a little flag that says like finland or something and you're like holy shit that's someone from finland that's in a different time loop that's me right that's crazy yeah. um th- there's a lot that can, that can be explored there but in terms of storytelling i mean absolutely fantastic um and that's something that, that that's that's been really tricky for a lot of video games in the past. But this um, uh, narrative storytelling type of video game experience, I think, is something that should definitely be ex- that, that that should be explored mm-hmm. and should definitely be explored um, on the phone and app level. Like yeah. to to not have to buy so hard into it because like video games for like consoles. Like from twenty to like sixty to a hundred bucks—that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. But these indie but, games, yeah, yeah. Like, like this isn't a phone experience game, but like, but you yeah. don't need a fantastic story to be sixty dollars. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And and fantastic stories in movie form or TV form um, on your phone go for like three, four, five, six bucks. So like, just pay that much. And make it more of a story than a like a graphically impressive game. Just get really good voice actors and tell us a good story. And this is a really good way to do it. Yeah, I think I think I think they're onto something, and this should be explored. Yeah, even more. I cried. Really, I did. Yeah, no, I, I cried I, at the I end because I, I mean, for Michael. me, it was like the closure. It was the closure of Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, bro- brother sister stuff really really resonates. His home. Oh yeah. All right, Mac. Ooh, what are we going to review next week? Oh, you know what we're reviewing, baby. 
I'm going to make you watch the uh, third book of Avatar Last Airbender. All right. Good thing I'm already halfway done. All right, guys. Thank you for Fuck listening. yes! <laughs> thank you for listening to The Art Tenders, and thank you, Mac, for joining. Thank you, man. Have a good one.